This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Right into your phone calls we go to Ziggy in the UK on the amp line. Hey, Ziggy. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Yesterday, somebody uh, made a comment to me about the Free State Project because I said I was, you know, thinking about moving to uh, New Hampshire. What'd they say? And basically, they said to me that it was really, really stupid. Why is that? I went, How's that? They said, well, you're, you're moving to America, whose government you don't particularly like, um, to fight that said government. Why don't you stay here and try and make things happen here? Well, I'm not trying to fight the government. I, I would like to, to make that clear. I'm interested well, in... Li- I, tried ex- I, I, I tried to explain that to them. I said, you know, they're trying, they're trying to actually get New Hampshire to opt out of the, the, the union, basically. Um, and they said, and then, of course, they went on about, oh, well, you know, the CIA and the FBI, you know, we'll see that it, it doesn't happen. They'll, they'll, they'll arrest the ringleader, ringleaders and, 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 and as such. Um, I, have to, I have to say there is a twist to this. This person themselves is thinking about leaving this country, but they're thinking about going to Austria. I wonder when they're going to start arresting the so-called ringleaders, uh, because, I mean, the Free State Project's been around since 2001. There have been... Hundreds of people that have made the move to New Hampshire in order to seek liberty. In case you don't know what the project is, it's a movement of 20,000 people. Uh, people who are going to all move to New Hampshire who are then going to be activists. They may already be activists, but when they get here, it is the intention of the project that they be activists for liberty. So we can achieve liberty in our lifetime. Uh, so we've got hundreds of people that have moved in already, and certainly some are more noticeable than others. And they've arrested but, some, but they let them go. Right. Why Just ha- like they did with Gandhi. They arrested him and then let him go because his 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 incarceration itself was... Uh, but, but they weren't arrested because they were free staters. No. They were arrested because of circumstances having to do with car registration and not you know driving without a license. So it's not as though they were targeted because they were free staters. When's that going to happen? I mean, what do you think, Ziggy? What do you think your friend would say to that? What are, what are well, they waiting actually, for? I have to say they are, but they're 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 a bit of an idiot. They're mm-hmm. very anti-American. In fact, they said the most horrendous thing I, I've I've known anyone to say about 9/11. They said to me, "Oh, on the afternoon of 9/11, the only thing which was missing for them was the popcorn." Oh my um, God! Yeah, this this is a person who is, is just full of hate for everything, basically. But the fact is, I have to admit. Yes, there is. I can understand, you know, because we know that that, that sort of uh, opinion that, you know, they're going to, you know, that, 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 you know, the military or active New Hampshire tries to recede from the Union, you know, they'll, they'll bomb New Hampshire is, isn't uncommon, is it? You know, you've had callers in sure. the show. Well, it goes to show how frightened people are of the uh, the governments in this world, that they're so deathly afraid of retaliation, they won't do anything. I, that's the other point I made to them. I said, it doesn't matter where you go. All governments are pretty much the same. You yeah, know, pretty much. They're power-hungry, and they want to control you. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they didn't see it like that because they're a socialist. Um, <laughs> so, you know, now much are you going to say to him? I make a quick, <laughs> quick comment about Kathy last night. Um, Kathy, this was the woman who called in to, uh, to yeah. chastise us. For, uh, in her opinion, not giving people enough of a chance to say what they have to say yeah. before interrupting them with, uh, with various questions and things like. Yeah, 
basically, Kathy, listen to Saturday Night Show. They gave almost up an hour to um, a, a real nationalist nut. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, who, yeah, you have to understand, Ziggy, people like that are not, they're not being objective. You know, they're not looking at this show as com- as compared to other shows and the fact that we, we really do let anybody on this program that calls in. There's no real significant screening beyond just asking people their name and where yeah. they're calling from. And yeah, I can, I can testify to that, but I, I would have to say to, to that guy who did, re- uh, who did ring up, the nationalist, Stop hiding behind a flag for your own faults. I am fed up with people who hide behind flags um, and, and blame everyone else for their own failings. With you there, Zig. That's what na- nationalists are like. Thank you for the call tonight, sir. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So, lots to talk about tonight. Uh, coming up, Mark, you've got a story. First of all, you got an email about property taxes and... In, I, I guess, in uh, follow-up fashion to our story about the illegal taxi last night, you have a story about an illegal haircutter? Yes. Really? Let's get into that one, because we started the ta- show last night with the taxi story. Let's continue on this path of madness. These criminals, they're just destroying c- civilized society with their illegal, non-permanent haircutting. What's this story all about? From the Bradenton Herald. Where, oh, wh- boy. When I was growing up, we called it the mullet wrapper. <laughs> man arrested for pretending to be a barber. A 29-year-old Bradenton man who authorities <laughs> say was cutting hair without a license has been arrested on a misdemeanor charge. A Manatee County Sheriff deputy said he saw Edwin Garcia Gonzalez in February standing... Uh, February. We're just now getting this information? Mm. Um, <laughs> standing near a barber chair... At a shop um, in the 5800 block of 15th Street East. Gonzalez, according to the deputy, was not cutting hair at the time of the inspection. Authorities said Gonzalez ran from the shop, leaving behind a bag with tools of the trade. Authorities said the clippers in Gonzalez's drawer were were warm. (laughs) So they arrested Gonzalez on Monday. Yeah, they got the bastard. That's (laughs) right. This guy cutting hair without a license, pretending to be a barber. Wow. They're arresting people for not having barber's licenses. He might cut someone's ears off, Mark. Or at least one ear. Isn't I, that what they are always concerned about? You know, you got to be careful around the ears. You might it's a bunch of crap is all it is. I mean, the thing is, is I could cut your hair as long as I don't get paid a penny for it. Hmm. Because you're so getting paid. It's is not problem. about your ears. It's about the money. Okay, is there more to this story? That's it. That's it, just a little blurb, huh? That's all he gets in uh, the Bradenton Herald or whatever, that's yep. it? he's just, in jail. Just there. a two-paragraph, five-sentence-long story or whatever? Yep, that, that's it. This is a travesty. <laughs> this is <laughs> tragic. This is awful. Well, this deserves the front page, in my opinion. If I were editing a newspaper, I would focus significant resources on covering this story and how outrageous it is. The idea that someone should be punished... For I mean, a misdemeanor, that's up to a year in jail. It can be. The yeah. idea that someone should spend any time in a jail cell for cutting hair, a cons- another consensual act. Yes. This is a consensual crime which ranks right up there with selling or using drugs or purchasing or, or being a prostitute. Or, or or playing a game a game of cards a game it of chance. It doesn't even have it doesn't have the the added uh, aspect of being immoral. 
you know, so it doesn't have that sizzle. This, yeah, right. right. There's there, there's immorality behind uh, a lot of the vices you're talking about. There, this is out and out protectionism. This is the barbers union using the uh, the force of the police, our tax dollars, to enforce their own monopoly. Well, some would say that it is a moral issue because it's against the law, and so breaking the law is immoral, and so therefore, it was immoral. They, I, I, I would, I would just disagree. Yeah. Well, I just said some people would say that, and so now this guy's facing up to a year in jail. I wonder what the requirements are like in Florida to become a, a licensed. Like six hundred hours of cutting hair and stuff. So classes hmm. and things like that. So yeah. So this is the this is essentially the same story as what we read last night, except in the world of cutting hair as compared to taxi driving. Last night it was a guy that well he wasn't arrested, but it was a guy who had his car stolen from him and impounded his minivan. And he's by the way he was 78 years old. Uh, this guy was in his 20s that we're talking about tonight. But last night a man almost to 80 years old was uh, taken out of his car on the side of the road, left to walk home presumably. And then he had to go and pay hundreds of dollars to get his minivan back, all because he gave a woman a ride who happened to be an undercover sting officer. Now, did someone snitch out this guy? How did he get caught anyway? It doesn't say what, uh, how, how he got caught. They but were looking for him. A cop, a cop observed him. Observed him do what? But th- this is the thing. is I, I didn't quite um, understand why the cop would know that this guy didn't have a license. I would guess that uh, some other somebody cutting someone's hair in his front yard or something. No, like no, that? he was at a barber shop. Oh, oh, really? He was working at a barber shop without oh, I a barber's that license. Point. Yes. Oh, is he the owner of the store or just an employee? I did not get that impression. I wonder why they didn't bring the owner of the store up on charges if he was not the owner. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. Do you think that this is a okay? Is this what you want your police to be doing? This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and those features include updates, by the way. Get on the list. We keep you in the loop. Whenever you need to know something fresh about Free Talk Live, you'll know first... If you're on the updates list, and you can get on it free by going to updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates.freetalklive.com. The enforcement crackdown continues on what I would like to call consensual criminals. People who have never harmed another person. They've never hurt anybody. They haven't hurt their clients, their customers, their co-workers. They haven't hurt anybody, but they've now gone to jail or had their property stolen from them by government police for allegedly violating some statute and that says that they can't do what they were doing, that says that they can't give somebody a ride and be paid a few bucks to cover the gas, that says that they can't give somebody a haircut and be paid a few bucks for their time and their effort. And that's what's happening again here tonight, where a man in Bradenton, Florida, has been arrested on misdemeanor charges of illegal barbering in that he did not go and jump through the state-mandated hoops that say, well, if you want to be a barber, you have to go and get 600 hours of education. And then, of course, in that 600 hours of education, they may or may not actually touch on things that you need to know as a barber. 
Well, they'll touch on things that the average barber needs to know. But we did read a story. It's been quite a couple couple of years now about a, a little girl who was doing African hair braiding. Who they shut down, and when I say little girl, I mean a young girl. That story's actually in uh, Mary Ruart's book, Healing Our World. And uh, she was shut down for uh, doing this African hair braiding and needed to get a cosmetology license to uh, continue. Right. But in the cosmetology course, they didn't teach African hair braiding. And that didn't matter. She could si- she could still go get that cosmetology license, and after the fact, she could African hair braid, and no one would have a problem with it. You know, it's a racket. It, it's it absolutely is a racket. It would be one thing if they said, well, you know, barbers shave people's faces with straight razors. The fact that I've never had my face shaved at a barber's with a straight razor, and have never seen anyone, except I've seen it in the movies. Yeah, I've seen it in the in movies. The I have I have had my sideburns done with a straight razor, and the mm-hmm. back of my neck done with a straight razor by a barber, but. It, a barber, uh, according to the Florida's definition here, is uh, anyone who, uh, very strange definition, term barbering means any of the following practices when, when are done for remuneration for the public, but not done for the treatment of disease or physical or mental ailments, as though you might do this stuff for physical or mental ailments. Hmm. The stuff is shaving, cutting, trimming, coloring, shampooing, arranging, dressing, curling, or waving the hair or beard, or applying oils, creams, lotions, or other preparations to the face, scalp, or neck, either by hand or mechanical appliances. Now, cutting, you're using sharp things, okay? Shaving, you're using sharp things. One yeah. uh, one can make the argument, I'm not saying it's good, I'm not saying it's valid, that uh, a person shouldn't be able to do these things, period, not without a without a barber's license. Now, remuneration without remuneration, that kind of thing. Is that's it where, remuneration? Remuneration. Am I saying it wrong? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking here. Yep, it is. Okay. Remuneration. Very good. Transposed it in my uh, in my head. Anyway, no thought. The uh, you could say that a, a person shouldn't be able to use bladed objects on another human being without a license, but you can't say <laughs> that you can't do it for money. Because they're being totally inconsistent. It, they, they are being inconsistent. And so then it's not to about saving somebody, people's lives. Someone can't wave or shampoo or arrange or curl or color hair. Maybe coloring with the harsh chemicals that could actually mm. get in someone's <laughs> eye and blind them, I suppose. I don't know that they could. They probably would just be uncomfortable. So what you're pointing out here is that it's clear right. not the actual reason. Because if that were the reason, then they would outlaw all this behavior, even if it was done for free. So that way you could not have a charity haircutting event uh, without having a license in the first place. But you can. If you want to go out and have a charity haircutting event, then go right ahead. You can cut people and pour, you know drop stuff in their eyes. Of course, then you've actually got a, an actionable offense. You've, you've hurt somebody. Yeah. Uh, but no, that's not I think what the law is. A bad covered. haircut is an actionable offense too, I would imagine. <laughs> not not in your book with your haircut. No, certainly not. But uh <laughs> you know, yeah, that that's if, anyway, if you mess somebody's hair up badly enough, you you would have to compensate for that. Your your point works though, Mark. It's clearly not about protecting the no, consumers. It's a racket. It's about protecting those who have jumped through the hoops, those barbers who have gone and spent the hundreds of hours at the barber schools and they've jumped through the governmental paperwork and they've filled out all the forms and they've paid all their fines and their dues and they've gotten their license and they're very, very upset about the idea that someone would dare cut another person's hair, take a few bucks for it mm-hmm. and call it a day. They're very upset about that because they haven't been abused because they have not gone through the same uh, hazing ritual, if you will, that the legitimate barbers have. And that's where all this comes from. 
And something needs to be done about it. And I think that that something needs to be more people disobeying. I can't more imagine people, that the amount of money that they get from barbering licenses, I don't know how much it is. But I can't imagine that it really adds to the general fund very much. I think that it probably just props up the Florida license board that, that you know, the, the uh, Florida Department of Businesses and Professional Regulation. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a big, huge building in Tallahassee. It's probably got regional offices uh, and employees. I can't imagine for a second that this uh, that these that this amount of money actually goes any farther than paying these bureaucrats paychecks and paying for these buildings and the the, the rents are on these <laughs> these uh, buildings. It's just crazy. It's uh, just propping up this. Protection rack. People need to stop asking for licenses to do business. That's where one of the problems comes in, is that people believe that they've been raised in this environment. Most of them were educated by the government, and they're raised in an environment where they are told that if you want to go and start a business, first you have to do your research, you have to file for a corporation, you have to go and get all this you know, pay, paperwork taken care of, you have to you know, file for the right permits and file for the licenses, and then you've got to get your occupational and your health safety, and blah, 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 blah. Right. there's like permit after permit after permit. And, uh, and when somebody looks at that, as I did in the past when I was looking into starting my own radio station, when somebody looks into that, they get overwhelmed. Somebody like me, overwhelmed. I'm not yeah. a lawyer. The I idea don't is know. to keep you out. Right, that, and it worked. Uh, I'm not well, a lawyer, and, and I don't know what I'm doing. And, and to pay for the schools that, uh, that you know, sort of get people to do this. Now, I think that a bar- likely, it seems to me, that a person that's going to go cut hair for a living should go to a cosmetology school. Makes good sense to me that you would want to learn that. Now, maybe, maybe, just maybe, your mom or dad was one of these things, and you learned over time um, how to do it, and you don't need the school. If people are coming to you and giving you money for a haircut, yep. and you're and and they're coming back a time and time again, and telling people about it, sure. You know, there's barbers out there that essentially do nothing but flat tops, you know, crew cuts, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. What do they need to, to know how to uh, curl a woman's hair for? Doesn't make what sense. What do they need to set um, know how to set um, hair and curlers for? They just do guys uh, white walls. That's it. Let me tell you the definitions of other things that they've got here. Um, they've also got, besides a barber, which I read to you, which is a long and arduous uh, definition, there's a restricted barber, hmm. which would be like one of these person whose practice is restricted to the terms, conditions, and restrictions uh, imposed on their license, such as hair cutting, shaving, shampooing, blow drying, and applying hair. There's a barber's assistant. This is a person who practice is confined to solely to shampooing hair and applying hair tonics or conditioner <laughs> under the supervision of a licensed barber. You need a license to shampoo somebody's head. 1-800-259-9231. Now, that's just in Florida. There are, of course, lots of other states across the country and around the world that have similar provisions. More coming up. You take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. It's time to pick a candidate, a serious candidate for president, and start moving forward. That candidate is George Phillies. This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message. Paid for by Phillies 2008. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. They include a wiki. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. Go and change virtually anything you see at wiki.freetalklive.com. W-I-K-I dot freetalklive.com. Dot com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? Well, SACL CAI does collections. 
early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. We go to your phone calls. Let's talk first to Alex in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Alex. Hey, guys. How are you? What's on your mind tonight? Uh, you guys can hear me okay? We got you. Go for it. All right. Yeah, all this licensing business reminds me of what happened to my father in Cuba. My father was, uh, was actually there for the revolution, and uh, he, was, uh, he was a farmer. And um, he was selling some, uh, I think it was avocados, he was selling on the side of the street. And he came back home, and on his, on his basically on his door, there was like a paper that was nailed to the door said, now, now your farm is the, the property of the people. And then he was arrested for not having a license from the people to be selling his 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 products, his wares. And uh, he was dragged to a concentration camp, not like a, a Nazi concentration camp, more like a war camp. And uh, he was dragged there and and uh, made to cut sugar cane in the hot sun for 18 months for seling his his fruits. It's so crazy. Wow. Did he did he get paid um, in this work camp or how, how did oh, that work? No, 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 no I, I, not at all. It's different in different places and how they do these things. So he was separated from his family and forced into labor, right? Yeah, basically. Okay. So put in prison. Yeah, and uh, he he even says that people in the camp actually would cut their own leg to get into a hospital and then like run out of the hospital like however they could do that. Wow. Uh, just to get out of the work camp. Thank you for sharing that story, Alex. Any other thoughts? Um, something quick. It, it seems like Hillary Clinton's going on this huge tirade about speculators and gas prices. And something I want to tell you, tell to your listeners, if they don't know it already, is that um, speculation on in the market is is probably one of the most important things, one of the most important market mechanisms. It allows uh, basically some kind of temporal connection between supply and different uh, periods of time. It allows uh, um, droughts of, of certain things to to connect with, you know, uh, you know, large supplies of other things in, in periods of time. If, if something is is uh, very abundant at a certain time, it's very low, so people buy up a lot of it, and then when it's low at a, at a period of time in the future, it's very expensive, so then they go ahead and sell it out, and, and the supply increases. So it, it, it's very important that people understand speculators are not a problem. They're a solution to problems in the market, and and. It's important that people don't go on tirades against them. They're, yeah, I don't see what good. the problem is. There are people putting their money on the line. They could right. lose big or win big. I mean, <laughs> anything can happen out there. Yeah, it's it's just it, it it's not understanding. Uh, the first, they don't understand the market. Uh, they they are jealous of people that have enough money to you know speculate with. like this. Yeah, and I've met people that do it. It's not like it's entirely rich. I've done it. I've I've bought com- bought and sold commodities. I don't consider myself rich by any stretch of the imagination. So. Yeah. It can be anybody that they they want to set these little rules up on, and if you're speculating in something you don't know what the hell you're doing, well, you deserve to lose money. Very good, Alex. Yeah. Thanks for the call tonight, sir. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's you continue. go in a dark corner in the street, um, and and you play uh, uh, a three card Monty with uh, somebody's um, on that corner, and you don't know what you're doing. Well. You deserve to lose your money there, too. There you go. Let's continue with Matt in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Matt. Hi, Mark and How are you guys doing tonight? Great. Good, What's on your mind, Matt? Oh, well, I want to present you guys with an interesting dichotomy. I mean, I'm uh, an avid hookah smoker. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Um, do you, what do you ho- smoke out of your hookah? I, I, sm- I purely smoke tobacco because uh, I'm in the military. But I wanted gotcha. to present you guys with, with a dichotomy. I mean... A friend of my mother's uh, was a DEA agent, so he's what Ew. you guys would call a thug. 
knew I did this, came over to the house several times, saw me doing it, didn't have any problems with it yet. Mm-hmm. One time when um, I was checking uh, Plan of the Day, it's the thing the military puts out to tell you what's going on um, at various commands. They said that hookahs were illegal, according to the UCMJ, and that they were evil, and that you had, <laughs> if you were caught with one, you'd be sent in jail. Uh-oh. And I went to go talk with the, the a JAG, which is a lawyer in the military, and I asked him about it, and I said, you know, I've, I've met with a DE agent. He said he was perfectly okay with it. He said this was fine. And the JAG actually got angry that the drug people in the Navy were getting were sending out legal advice to people and saying that it was an absolutely ridiculous assumption to say that people who were responsible enough to enjoy tobacco out of a water pipe were doing something illegal. And I just thought it was interesting that you had a DEA agent who, by all accounts, would be a, a government thug going around enforcing their will on other people, and yet you had the military trying to tell law-abiding law law citizens what to do was saying that it was not in accordance with the rules to do this. Well, I would think that what uh, the military is probably coming from uh, an area of ignorance, likely, where the De- whereas the DEA agent is a little, little more boots on the ground and realizes that there are places in America, like tea shops and that kind of thing, where you can go and sm- smoke hookah with uh, other people. Uh, you know, the, it's this kind of gooey, yeah, they have gooey smoking parlors. Yeah, they they do. And so the DEA agent realizes, yes, this is done by lots of people around the world, and it's uh, although not an American tradition. Um, it, it's a tradition of lots of different people, and certainly Americans can enjoy it legally and uh, and safely. Whereas well, they the aren't. I, I thought I was scarce about this was that you have uh, the U.S. military, which is a huge president in a country like Iraq, in the Middle East, where th- there are, they actually have directives on how to bring hookahs back from Iraq, as in you can't bring them back with you personally; you have to ship them back because customs will confiscate them. And yet, you have the drug personnel in the military who are completely ignorant of what these. Things are what these products are used for. But but they said that it, there are according of thousands of military personnel in the Middle East. But didn't you say that according to the UCMJ that uh, that's essentially the military laws, right? According well, the, the 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 UCM the the drug people in the military have an overly broad definition. They suggested any equipment which is designed to produce any sort of effect on the human body is not allowed in the UCMJ, which would make paper illegal for military personnel to have because they could roll marijuana in it and sure. smoke it. And it's an absolutely ridiculous assumption that I, I pointed out to the lawyer, and he said, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. There's no way they get away with that. Well, you know, it is the military, and so if their rules are more stringent than even the federal government's regular rules against paraphernalia, then that's just how it is. I mean, it's a it's a separate organization in a way that they can set their own rules even more arbitrarily. There is no legislative process to go through for that. They just set whatever rules they want to, and if they want to target you and, and get you for it, they probably could, so... I would suggest, uh, you know, keeping that hook, hook on the down Well, that's not, that's not even their rules, though. They're just conflicted on their rules. Okay. Well, I thought he said that hookahs were banned, according to the but there are, uh, rules. But there are uh, directives on how to get them back from Iraq. Now, is that part of the UCMJ? There's actually, uh, there's actually information on how to transport hookahs? It's, it's not part of the UCMJ. It's, if you look for, um, if you do like a Google search of hookahs in the military, mm-hmm. there it's a very popular item to bring back from deployments to the Middle East. 
Yeah. So, so that just means all those people are ignoring the military rule against them, right? They're no, just no. Ig- the, the military actually tells you that if you try and bring them back as you fly back from Bahrain or Iraq, that customs will confiscate them, yet you can ship them through the postal system and they will not be confiscated because customs use them as drug paraphernalia, yet the postal service does not. It's a weird... So that's an actual official... Let me see if I've got this straight. That's an official publication of the military that gives you hints on how to to transport those? It's not an official publication, but it's listed on military websites telling you how to bring them back. Are the military websites official military websites, or are they just... dot dot .mil websites. Dot mil. Okay, so then there is definitely a conflict there. Yes, there is, and it's 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 when you have competing bureaucracies, you get competing viewpoints. Sure, and if you want consistency, don't join the you know don't join a bura- uh, bureaucracy. No, but you'll, you just won't get it. It's already too late. How many more years do you have left? Uh, only three. Good luck with that, man. Stay alive. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, and enjoy your hookah. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Coming up, still more calls on the line and. News from the police state in Britain. The airport-style scanners are making trips outside of the airports now. We'll tell you where. Coming up, Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us uh, and if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. 41 categories to shop in, free Super Saver shipping on a whole bunch of items. Get your shopping done. Get pretty much anything you might need for life, because there is a big selection at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. If you want to know, if you want to move to New Hampshire but don't know where you want to live, Porkmanor.com is a new site that connects freedom-loving landlords with freedom-loving renters. Landlords can easily manage the display of their rentals, including uploading photos, videos. Renters can find a place where they'll be living with libertarians, sometimes even anarchists. It's simple, efficient, and cheap and effective. Porkmanor.com. That's P-O-R-C-M-A-N-O-R.com. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want to talk about. Let's go to Dave in Athens, listening on WAIS. Hello, Dave. Dave? Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Two things. First off, I'm a reasonable, level-headed guy, but I have seen not chemtrails, but contrails. They're different. Yeah. And I haven't seen a chemtrail since the locust spring of 1980. So they sprayed for locusts there in Ohio? Yes, but that was 1980, and I haven't... I was just a little about 13, and I have not seen... One chemtrail since. I've seen UFOs. I've seen ghosts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have not seen What do the, the UFOs do? Huh? What do they do? The UFOs. Just fly in the air, and they can't be identified by any means. What would you expect them to say, Mark? I just wondered. Unidentified flying objects. Yeah. Just wondered. There you go. Dave, great but call. Wanna, on the go, yes? Go ahead. I wanted to disagree. I respect the officer last night, but I wanted to disagree with him. He should enforce restraining orders because a man could put a woman in danger if he abuses her. 
Sure. It, he wasn't saying whether or not he should uh, enforce the restraining order itself. He was talking about whether to com- whether or not to confiscate weapons from someone who has a re- restraining or- order put put against them. There you go. Dave, thanks okay. for the call, right. dude. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. We talked to Tom in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tom. Hello. Thank hey. you for having me on. Yes, sir. What's on your mind tonight? I wonder if I could talk about two things. Sure. Uh, first, I'd like to talk about municipal corporations, and then I'd like to talk about real estate taxes. Municipal right. corporations. This sounds like something new to me, or new yeah. for me. All right. Well, what I would like to say is for all the listeners to think about this. I mean, I'm not an attorney, right? I just kind of function on common sense and things I hear and see and read. Okay. You have to realize that your towns, you'll even see a sign when you come in. It says, you know, entering the corporation, the corporate limits of such and such. Well, oh, towns and cities are are corporations. They are. Municipal corporations. Correct. And, you know, corporation is a legal fiction, which is registered to do business. Okay. Right? Okay. Well, I don't know that that's necessarily the definition, but okay, it, it is a legal fiction. I'll give you that part. Well, well a corporation corp- corp- is a legal corp- fiction, and typically they are created to shield their board members or their their founders or owners from liability. That's the typical purpose of a corporation. Have you ever heard of a corp? Have you ever heard of a charitable corporation? No. There yeah, you go. I, I think I, maybe I have. What what is what is an LLC or a five hundred one three C? Charitable foundation, but you know, a, 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 a charitable foundation doesn't do business, doesn't make a profit. Okay. Anyhow. Your towns are municipal corporations, and they're registered to do business. They even have Dun & Bradstreet numbers, okay? Wow, interesting. Okay. Did you ever wonder why a cop in one town can't write a ticket in a town in the town next to it? Well, they would Juris- claim jurisdiction. jurisdiction. Well, you might also be the occasion of, let's say, someone who works at Walmart, which is a corporation, walks into J.C. Penney's and starts working the cash register like they're an employee at J.C. Penney's. They can't do that. Right. Okay. That's why the cop can't go from one town to the next. Gotcha. He's employed by a corporation. He's actually not even a he, – he actually has no authority basically assigned to him by the state, I don't think. He's basically an employee of a corporation. You know, actually, I was thinking, I have worked for um, a, a charitable organization that was incorporated. So, yes, there are well, charitable maybe corporations. Maybe I'm wrong there, but I'm saying that basically your corporations are licensed to do business. Sure, I, I see where you're coming from, and so that would explain the that that would um, mean that the state police they work for a corporation that claims dominion over a larger plot of land and has granted subcorporations to the various different cities and, and counties within that state. So the state police can go hopping from county to county uh, as at, at will because that's because they belong to the state corporation, which basically sits as a big umbrella over all the all the all the counties. I gotcha. But you're still down to just basically, you know, fictions which are basically set up to do business the way I look at it. Right. But um, would that explain the- why, Tom, when I sent a, a piece of mail recently, I don't know how, how long you've been listening to the show, but a few months ago I got a parking ticket here in New Hampshire, and I sent a letter to the parking bureaucracy, and I told them, you know, um, I'd be happy to pay this. Uh, you know, I paid pay debts that, uh, that I owe people, and I, I'd be happy to pay this one if you'll just simply show me the agreement uh, that, I, that, you know, that I've, I've entered into with your organization and you know, show me proof of, of claim, basically, that I, that I actually do owe this money. I'll be happy to cut you a check for that. 
and I gave them a certain number of days in which to respond. They did not. I sent them another follow-up letter, kind of just giving them yet another opportunity to respond to me, just because I felt like being a nice guy. And then they still didn't respond within the time window that I gave. I gave them, you know, like two weeks each with each letter. So they had over a month to to get back to me on that. And part of my letter said, well, if you don't respond within this period of time, I will presume that I don't have any obligation to you and I won't be liable for any of your so-called fines. And then a month later... I finally get a, a letter from the head, one of the heads of the the, uh, the bureaucracy, who tells me that, uh, oh well, looks like your fine's been taken care of, and uh, <laughs> thanks very much for for pay, for your prompt payment. And then he proceeded to you know to answer some questions that I had, and I'm going to keep keep emailing the guy. But would you suggest that that because there was no agreement, that they just sort of let that one pass? I think I think you discovered the secret to the whole scam. No, number two, well, remember, what, let's say someone puts up a parking meter in a town. Mm-hmm. That parking meter is on a public right-of-way, isn't it? Yes, yes. Now, if I live in Ohio and a guy comes in from Michigan, can I say to him, hey, buddy, where are you from? Or he says, Michigan. You can't park on my street unless you give me some money. You no. can't say that to him. Then you've got a town. That well, it's because it's not your street. And well, if it was your street, right you could do that. Everybody in the 50 states. Yeah. Or even, you know, anybody who comes here legally to this country. So... Where do they get off charging a toll for the public right of way? I don't know. You know, if I, I don't know about Ohio, but when I think about it, I you know I think about New Hampshire. When did the city of Keene or the state of New Hampshire pay for the road? From the people, the, the you know the the, the people around, because they're they're claiming this right of way, which I can certainly understand. People need to be able to get around and um, that kind of thing. But wh- when did they buy it? When do they? Uh, how do they own it? Who is the right as a group, even as a town, to get together and say, oh, by the way, when you come into our town, you've got to pay to park on the right-of-way? It's like it, a gang. Yeah, it doesn't exactly make any right. sense at all. I mean, you know, when they start making decisions like this, you would have to have unanimous support of all the property owners. And then the property owners that buy afterwards would have to sign a piece of paper that uh, agrees in also. But yeah, I mean, you'd also also have to have paperwork that that you'd also have to have paperwork that would show that unanimous support. You couldn't just say, "Okay, we've got unanimous support." You'd have to have consent paperwork from every single one of those property owners. I mean, that's an insurmountable task. Well, no, that would just increase the size of the gang. The gang would be the with the population of the town. That's true. The town can say, "We own the street." But they don't own the street. Otherwise, you could say a guy from Michigan cannot drive down this street in our town unless he gives us some money because he's from Michigan and we're in Ohio. Well, plus, plus, and the way I like to view it is that if someone was to come and take my bicycle and then I was to, you know, see them with the bicycle on the street and I know it's my bicycle, you know, I've carved something in it, I can prove that 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 is absolutely my bicycle – is it their property now that they've successfully stolen it from me? Do I not have the right to go and take that back? Of course not. Thieves don't have proper claim over the property that they steal from people. And those streets and the other public lands have been stolen. And if they weren't stolen, for instance, someone gave an example once. Well, what if somebody bequeaths all their property to the city? Well, okay. It does happen. I, yeah, I can understand that. But you're bequeathing your property to a gang, and nothing that gang does is legitimate because they use force in their activities. So as soon as the gang dissolves itself, the, that property will turn over to uh, you know the marketplace and can be claimed by anybody who's 
Johnny on the spot quick enough to claim it. But to suggest that governments can own anything at all is absolutely absurd. And I know that's not the point you were making. I know you had another one, Tom. So we're going to bring you back here in hour number two, if you'll hang on. 800-259-9231. Thieves do not own the property they steal. It's still yours, and you have the absolute right to do what it takes to make yourself whole again. 800-259-9231, 800-259-9231, and as that applies to uh, the, the parking meters, well, if it's not their property, how can they meter it? How can they charge? How can they set rules for it? Hour 2 coming up, Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the program, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We roll right back into your phone calls. Tom is on the line in Florida. Tom, you had something else you wanted to talk to us about tonight, so I wanted to give you a chance to get that out there. Yeah, I wanted to talk about property taxes, but very briefly, could I say one more thing about uh, municipal or town? Go ahead, sir. Um, you know, there's a definition of government under the Constitution where we have a separation of powers. You know, we have our judicial, our legislative, right, and um, the executive. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you take a town and you basically realize that it operates, you know, under a corporate veil and it does do business, makes money, um, it's all operating under one umbrella. There is no separation of powers, so when they call themselves the government, the town government, the government of da-da-da, they're really not a government at all. I mean, they're patently not a government by the, by the basis uh, definition of government. Sort of interesting when you think about it. Well, they, they do have judicial systems in my town. They do have a well, – our, our town council is so large that one might even call it a legislative branch. <laughs> um, and it's all paid by the same entity. It's just like Mark Stevens says, who do you work for? Well, who do you work for? Who do you work for? All of a sudden you go, oh, my God, conflict of interest. Well, the, the U.S. government's <laughs> the same way. I mean, they play they, – they pay all the same – all the same people getting checks from the same place. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. But, but basically there is no separation of power, so you could actually analyze it as not really being a true government by any stretch of the imagination. Sure, and 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 also, I you know the 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 major issue for me is consent. If indeed the claims of various different state constitutions in the federal uh, Declaration of Independence is correct and true, then this is a government by the consent of the governed. So it should simply be a matter of withdrawing one's consent in order to uh, nullify their control over you. And so I think we're going to we're going to see more experimentation here in New Hampshire with people uh, continuing to live life as free men and women and nullifying their consent to be governed. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Tom, what uh, what is the other issue tonight? Go well, ahead. the other thing was the property taxes. And basically, you know, like they say, you got to pay your property taxes or you'll, you know, you lose your property. Now I say, gee, it must be because your land is on top of their land. Because if you had true ownership or what they call uh, perfect title, there's no, anybody, no way anybody could touch it or charge you or walk up and give you a bill every day. And the, neat, or the, the bad thing is there's no due process. If you don't pay your taxes, you'll receive a notification, and eventually they will basically issue what they call a tax lien. That's true. And the tax there's lien no day in sold. court ever? What? There's no day in court on that ever? Never. No, 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 no. What happens they is just sell tax, it. tax lien gets sold, then there's a period of time, like over here where I live, it's uh, three years, 
over in another county that, that I own. You know, but it's two years. But anyhow, there's a period of time. And then if you don't pay it, the property is literally sold off. Yeah, it's called and a tax the sale. sheriff will show up at your door one day and say, oh, by the way, Mr. Mr. Jones, Mr. Smith now owns your property, and you've got to vacate it. And, of course, if you decide to defend it, you'll get shot dead. Yep. That's how it no works in most process. places. You never, there, was, there was never a day in court. There was nothing. You just get separated for not paying a bill, just like if you were in, living in uh, the ancient uh, old times when you didn't pay the king as so many pieces of gold, you know. All of a sudden, the sheriff's men would show Things up. Things haven't really changed that much. Yeah, it's, it's really just like that. And, and, you know, at that time, they were serfs bound to the land. Well, we um, are, too. Right. And really, what's the difference between being bound to the land? The, the landowner has to pay the king, or in this case, the, uh, the, the group of kings. Mm-hmm. The, the, that, that is the majority of people that voted for whatever. Um, and, you know, town government. The majority of people that don't, don't vote to dissolve the town government. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those are our kings. That's, those are the ones to whom we are beholden. And if you, that's if you're the landholder. And uh, if you're the renter, then you're, you know, you pay rent to the landholder who has to pay the, uh, the taxes. So you're still paying the taxes. So, we, so I'm very familiar with what exactly you're talking about here, the tax sale and, uh, and it's exactly the process you're describing. But here in Keene, they claim, the bureaucrats themselves have claimed, as well as people that live here have both claimed, that they don't take people's houses here. They will put liens on them, but they don't actually go through the process of taking them. Now, that's not to say it doesn't happen in New Hampshire. From what I understand, in nearby Winchester, New Hampshire, it happens all the time. Uh, they've got like six houses up for tax sale right now or some, something like that. It happens and, in Florida. Yeah, oh, it, ha- it happens around the country. There's no doubt about that. And I don't know if I believe the claims necessarily. I haven't done any research into it or anything like that, but I think that... As we continue to gather more people here as part of the Free State Project, as more liberty activists continue to to, uh, to come here to New Hampshire and, and get active, I think we're going to see more disobedience in this particular arena to where people are going to just decide to not pay uh, a portion of or all of the uh, the assessed property taxes. And let's see what happens. Let's see what happens when they pick on somebody who actually has people that will come to his defense. Usually when you see these stories of people having their houses sold under them or being forcibly removed, it's usually the weird guy who's got it. I remember one, one of the stories from Florida when we lived down there. There was, you know, some weird guy living out east of the interstate somewhere and, uh, you know, he'd let his grass grow forever and his grass was like 10 feet tall and he was basically living in this forest with all kinds of rats and snakes and stuff like that nearby uh, on his property. And so, you know, they, they could, the media could easily paint him as being, well, look at this nut job out here. He's not paying his taxes. Now he's got rats and there's a forest here and right. uh, we're going to have to come in he's and He's endangering everyone. Right, right. But what if it's an upstanding individual? What if it's somebody who is known in the community? What if it's somebody who is putting a public face on his or her refusal to pay the property taxes. And not only are they putting a public face on it, but at the same time, they also have people standing behind them, people who are giving uh, both moral and, and physical support, people coming to hearings and, and uh, protesting and things like that. I think that could really change the face of this whole, this whole episode. Well, property taxes, I think, are basically constitutionally illegal simply because it's a direct tax. An apportion tax is different. Well, I don't care if it's illegal or not. I didn't sign the Constitution, so I'm not a party to that document either. Tom, thank you for the call tonight. Good conversation. Appreciate the insights. 800-259-9231. I'm getting closer and closer, Mark. Uh, The more I think about it, the the more excited I get about the idea of next time a property tax bill comes along, sending them 50%. 
and sending. Along- I don't. I, it, I, well, here's what I don't understand about sending a portion. You confuse them. Either yeah. you owe them the money or you don't. Well, I would send a letter along with that as well, and I would say, look, uh, from what I understand, here in Keene, the schools take about 60% of the... Well, you got the budget right here. I you can't can take understand a... that thing. I don't know. I'm not I can a break it out for you. accountant. Anyway, I've heard that X amount of percent goes to the schools, and I object to these government schools. I object to the curriculum. I, uh, I'm not interested in, in paying for them. So... I'm going to send you 50% this year, and the reason for that is I, I am interested in some services like protection and fire or protection, that sort of thing. And I do like the roads to be taken care of. Not that they do a good job of it. They do an awful job of taking care of the roads around here. But just as a, as a symbolic gesture to say, look, you know, I'm willing to pay for services that I use. Next time, though, you need to send me an itemized bill for this, for this taxes, because here in Keene, it's just... They just give you a number, and that's it. Back down in Sarasota, they'd actually break it down. You know, here's the trash collection, here's the schools. Yeah. And so you send me an itemized bill, and I'll decide which ones I want to pay. And if you don't, then I'm not paying anything next time. And I'll just go directly to the bureaucracy. I'll say, okay, fire department, I'd like you guys to cover my house. What what kind of a check can I cut you? Just because I want to show that I'm willing to to purchase certain services, but sure. not all of them if I, if I don't decide that I need them. And additionally, I think this is the key. I can make an issue out of it by, and I was thinking like maybe the title that I give it on the blog at freekeen.com, which is our blog site up here in Keene. I was thinking the title would be, I'm giving my tenants a raise. And I would talk about how I have a duplex, mm-hmm. and you know, on one side, these folks, nice folks, pay about $925 a month to live on one side. They've got a little girl, and uh, you know, they work hard. The economy's tough. Yeah. It, it's not an easy economy right now. So I feel like, as their landlord, I need to do the right thing and give them a break. Keep my money away from the tax people, the government mm-hmm. people. Do the right thing. Hold on to that money. Take fifty percent of what I'm taking because it's a duplex, so fifty percent should go to them. So if I'm not, if it's a five thousand dollar tax bill. I pay twenty five hundred bucks. That's twenty five hundred dollars I've saved. I can I can reduce their rent by a hundred bucks a month, or two. No, oh, that's a hundred oh, yeah, yeah. bucks a month. Yeah, and that way I could t- tout it as being, hey, I'm doing the right thing for my tenants. They can take this hundred bucks a month and spend it however they want to. Maybe more people would do that if more people joined in doing something like that. It'd be phenomenal. We're coming up. Free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those, including the archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just go right there to the front page of the website, click and download. In fact, you can even sign up for the podcast, and then they'll be sent to you automatically. Uh, Go and enjoy all that for free at freetalklive.com. Dot com. He is the enemy of the state. He's the agent of the sovereign individual. He's Tad Galahad, Freedom Engineer. The Anarcho-Capitalist Adventure Series continues at freedom-engineering.com. That's freedom-engineering.com as we continue with your phone calls. It's a different Tom. This one's in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Yeah, I was just going through the news clippings about from 1933 and the Nashua Telegraph, reading the Associated Press reports about Hitler and his 
assumption of power in Germany. Mm-hmm. And you know what one of the tricks was that the Nazis used when uh, there were uh, demonstrations and uh, boycotts of German products in places like uh, England and the United States? No, what? was And they, they actually uh, a show boycott in which the Nazis marched down the street and painted uh, nasty things on Jewish shops and told everybody, you know, we're, we're going to boycott all these Jewish shops. Uh, and this is uh, basically there was the threat that if these uh, foreigners, the, these people abroad, don't knock it off, the Nazis are going to take it out even more on the Jews. Hmm. Okay, now this actually stifled some expressions of outrage and uh I've got it documented because I I uh as I set it up on a website uh with all these news clips on it and what I was just learned is hey, you know that's kind of like the same thing that's stopping some people from fighting back in the United States. Yeah, you know, I was, like, was going to say, because history is, is an example of what's going to happen in the future. Um, you have to be able to apply it properly, but I was wondering, how, what's the application, Tom? What, what, well, what? like if uh, people fight back against the state, they're worried that the state or its goons are going to get even more angry and even more violent towards the people. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what someone was suggesting earlier, and we've had many people call on this particular issue, and that is that they're frightened to death of standing up for freedom because they're worried about being struck down by the state's agents. Yeah, well, uh, then there's uh, Patrick Henry. I liked his approach to that when he made that speech on March 23rd of 1775 in uh, Richmond there about uh, the give me liberty or give me death. He, he was saying, look, everybody's trying to, to keep the peace, but we're already at war. I mean, what are we waiting for? You know, and if you read that speech there, uh, you know, you see why. I kind of like uh, his attitude. Yeah, I like that too. Somebody actually, re- we actually saw someone give a presentation, a live reading in a full colonial regalia, and it was kind of, it was pretty cool. It was a pretty moving, I think, pretty powerful. I, it was for me. It makes me want to do it. It makes me want to get some kind of colonial outfit and, and read Patrick Henry. <laughs> there you go, Tom. Thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It's such a frustrating viewpoint when you encounter people like that who, when you talk to them about liberty and you maybe mention the Free State Project and how you're a member or you're considering joining, and, and then they get this look in their eyes like, oh, what, are you crazy? They're going to kill you, man. This government's going to kill you. They're so dangerous. Well, hello. That's the problem. How long do you want to wait before you do something about it? You think you can, I know, you think you can just live the rest of your life untouched. You, you, sure, you see the police beating on some people over here. Sure, you see the outrageous tax taxes. sales of houses. Well, just taxes the, in general. You know what it is. In general. As long as you keep paying in order to, you know, and, and try to stay under the radar, you, you'll be fine. Your but, parents have been fine, right? Yep, and you see business licensing, as we talked about earlier, and you think, well, they don't license my business, so it's okay. I'll be fine. Or they haven't stolen any of my friends' children from them, so I'll probably be okay, too. I I should just, you know, it would be best if I just kept my mouth shut and didn't say anything and speak out. Because if I speak out, they might attack me, they might target me, and I don't want my family to get hurt. And I don't want my lifestyle to be ruined, so I'm just going to hush up and see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. I'm just going to try to get on by with the rest of my life. But that's no guarantee of anything. 
when you can see example after example of the state government, you know, the government agents going in and ruining people's lives who've never harmed another person, whether it's over drugs or over some allegation about their children, as we've seen with the, the Fundamentalist Church of uh, Jesus Christ. We've got, actually got an update on their case here. Oh, really? Yep, in a little bit. I've been thinking about them a lot recently. I mean, it's just, it, it's sad. Sure it is, but they're not the only ones. No. There's, there's other people that have had their children stolen from them. So you can't just live in this fantasy that you're going to be immune from all of this. The more time continues to pass, the bigger the government gets, the more intrusive it becomes, the more oppressive it becomes, the larger the police state uh, is, the more likely you're going to get caught up. Whether, wh- whatever the, uh, the action might be, whether it's related to your business, whether it's related to your personal life, odds increase as time goes on that they will target you. And then what are you going to do? Then well, it's going to be, you know, as Pastor Martin Niemöller said in World War II, it's going to be too late at that point. Because if you had managed to make it another 10 years without being molested by the government, during that 10-year period of time, there have been a lot of people that have been hurt, and they have had their lives ruined. And maybe they're all going to be in jail, and then who's going to stand up for you? If everybody's doing this let's hunker down and stay quiet thing, then no one's going to stand up and say, hey, that's wrong when you finally get arrested or they take away your children from you. No one's going to stand up and come to your aid in that particular case. You'd be lucky if your mom comes to your court trial. Right. You know, it's, it's um, I, you know, in, in the case of the, uh, the, the folks in Texas, they're doing a little something unusual, and uh, that's the, uh, the, the religious group out there. And in the case of the guy with the barber shop today, um, you know, he didn't have his barber license, and you can always pay your barber's license, so then you'll be relatively safe. But the 70-something-year-old guy yesterday in Miami who was given the ride to uh, some gal he met at the grocery store. Right. Some gal he met at the grocery store, and she demanded to pay him, so he said, okay, give me five bucks. That could be you, people. That could be sure. anybody. Yeah. And, and the couple that had their kid taken away because um, they were starving it, uh, like uh, I think it was, was it two weeks, two weeks old. They were starving it. It had um, the child had lost ten ounces, um, you know, from birth. And my child was in the same boat. I, I think Jack had lost nine ounces, mm. uh, you know, right away after birth, and they could have taken anybody's kid, anybody's. It doesn't. It doesn't. Ha- yeah. It, it boils down to luck. Now, yeah, with that's this right. government. And, and that luck quotient goes down right, over time. It does, because there's more and more bureaucrats, and they have to have more and more things to do. And all they know how to do is regulate and control and govern. They're, govern means to control. They're doing taxi medallion stings in Miami Gardens. Yep. What are they doing in your town? They arrested what a lady in What are people in doing in your town to roll back government? Because I know I see people doing something every single day here in my town let alone my state. There are several people in my state doing something to roll back government. What are they doing in your state? Not a GD thing. Nothing. Speaking of other things that could catch you off guard, what about that story out of Utah with the lady in her late 70s who was arrested for having her lawn not be up to spec? Yeah, yeah, it happened. Again, this crap can happen to you. She was old and infirm. More on the way. You can take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And they include the Shrine of Female listeners. The dozen ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listened to the show. Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com. And see what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. We will continue with your calls. Uh, just want to let you know that coming up, I do want to get to the story. Uh, since we're talking about the uh, size of government, how it's growing, and how people are so frightened by it that they're frightened into submission, they are defeated, they don't feel like they can do anything about it, so they just want to hunker down. Well, look what's happening as you hunker down. It, it, just, it just encourages their, their behavior. Uh, the, sure, because uh, you know, um, whenever you don't say anything, they take that as consent. The government in Britain is moving their airport scanners out of the airports, and we'll tell you where coming up here in moments, but let's continue with your calls first and go to Bill in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live, Bill. Hi, guys. How are you guys doing this evening? Hey, what's on your mind, Bill? Well, this one's kind of disturbing. Uh, You guys were talking in the first hour about government rackets. Um, I think the biggest government racket to date so far has been the war on drunk driving. And it's taking a a very nasty turn for the worst, especially if you're just an average Joe citizen. Apparently, in some parts of Texas, uh, they're making uh, blood tests mandatory for anybody suspected of drinking and driving. Yeah, I've heard about the cops taking uh, taking blood tests on the side of the road at different places. Yeah. Um, that kind of tweaks me out. I mean, the idea that... This completely unqualified jackass is taking blood. Well, number one, that he's taking your blood from you. Number two, it's on the side of the road. Doesn't seem to be the most sterile, clean environment to be taking blood. But the idea Nonsense, that... they're lawbreakers. The idea... That you would submit your internals, your body, I mean, the, the, the actual fluid of life, blood, to these, uh, these police officers. And if you don't, you'll be punished. I mean, it's total control. What I found, uh, this article came uh, by way of uh, MSNBC, and there was a paragraph that I wanted to share uh, kind of that kind of gave me the giggles. Uh, it, it stated that, you know, people were concerned because, you know, people do have constitutional rights, believe it or not. It's news to me, but, uh, yeah, we do have constitutional rights, and we're really concerned about that, especially for taking bodily fluids. But this particular district attorney, his name is John Roach, he sees it a little bit differently. He says that an individual's right is protected, beca- uh, are protected because an impartial judge decides if there's enough evidence to issue a warrant. Now, Correct me if I'm wrong, but the, how can a judge be impartial if... It's a fantasy. Judges can't be impartial unless they're, you know, third-party arbitrators selected on a voluntary basis by the two parties with the, uh, with the issue. Government judges are never impartial. They're always partial towards the state. It's just a fantasy, the idea they're impartial. So, and, and they get the, the... How is the judge impartial, impartial when the only side of the story he's getting is uh, the police's si- um, side of the story? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got somebody on the side of the road here. They're obviously drunk. I want to take their uh, blood test, you know, blood for a test. Okay. There's no punishment if the judge says no. Nope. Right? Well, but the, and, the judge doesn't have an incentive to say no. That's just it. He's always going to write off on it because it's a, it's a money-making racket. Because sure. It's, let's, let's just assume for a moment that the person is not guilty of drinking and driving. The cop is going to is not going to just pull you over, administer a test, and not bust you for something. So 
you're going to get a ticket for whatever the cop decides he wants to write you a ticket for at that time, because now he's ticked off because he just got rejected uh, for taking the blood test. Right. So he's going to find something else wrong with you. Um, and then, and then, in, in the case that uh, there is probable cause. Well, can't they get you in most places for simple refusal? I mean, if if. Well, well, we'll see here here in Oklahoma. Uh, I'm, this, of course, this is all happening in Texas. Here in Oklahoma, the way it works here is, um, if you um, you can either submit to a, a, a blood test or a breathalyzer test, but if you should deny either one, uh, you're still going to have a revoked license. You're still going to get charged with DUI or suspected DUI. Right, refusing um, is basically this. Uh, oh, you, you get charged for it because I, I thought it was all the same punishments as the DUI, but uh, not you, actually. You're found guilty of DUI at that point. You're admitting guilt. Uh, you're, when you when you're in the state of Oklahoma, if you if you deny uh, either test, you're basically it's an admission of guilt. And, and that's part of what that's part of the agreement that uh, one signs when they sign for their driver's license. It usually says on the actual driver's license, possession of this is consent to uh, being breathalyzed. Any damn thing we say. Right. So again, the idea is, well, we need more people to just opt out of the whole driver's licensing system. We should be certified as good drivers, but why should we be paying the government for the the right to travel from point A to point B? I think if more but people dropped right out of it, hmm? but it's not a right to travel from point A to point B. It's a privilege. Well, That's what they say, but I just don't know what um, when it ceased to be a right. Because at one point it was. Uh, can you imagine a person having a driver's license for a horse and buggy? Yeah, I don't agree with you on that one, Bill. I don't think it is a privilege. They want you to believe that it's a privilege, but uh, from what I understand, getting from point A to point B over unclaimed land is absolutely a right. I mean, you have the right to travel through land that is not owned by someone, and that's what the roads are. Well, yeah, I totally agree with you on that point. I was just being facetious because that's the the lip service that you would get from an officer. I understood. Sure. (laughs) Very good. Bill, any other thoughts? Um. No, and I want to thank you guys for um, not interrupting me while I was expressing my viewpoint. <laughs> Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Now, we do interrupt, and we admit to interrupting, and sometimes we'll, we'll interrupt, but you might not know we're interrupting, just because it's the process of having a conversation on the radio. We had someone call and try to rake us over the, over the coals the other night on this, and look, if you want to have a conversation with us, I'm going to have to ask some questions to make sure I'm understanding what you're saying. Because I'm not going to pretend like I understand what you're saying. That's patronizing. Right, and it's it, it, pe- people do that during the course of conversations in everyday life. That's mm-hmm. sort of how, um, how, uh-huh. how, uh, how uh, the world works, how humans interact. But I, I don't think that – I think I like the way you ask um, questions a lot of times. I, I think sometimes you do uh, you know, sound a bit combative, but you know, what are you going to do? I, I try to keep it out of my voice too, and sometimes I do too. Let's continue with your calls. Jeff in Ohio – excuse me, Oklahoma. Jeff in Oklahoma, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, no, I was in Oklahoma. Now I'm in H-Town. I'm in uh, Houston. Yeah, there okay. you go. Okay, what's on your mind tonight? Are you on a tour? Yeah, I'm on a tour right now. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, I just wanted to talk about some of these criminals in our government – you know, these murderers, liars, and thieves, you know, uh, you know, like Bush and Cheney with all their gadgets, just a huffing and a puffing and a smoking, saying, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. But, guys, let me tell you something. I want to tell all your listeners, if, you know, we're about to rise up down here. How's we're that? We're not it anymore. In Houston? Yeah, I'm telling you. Listen. Who's anybody we? Anybody that wants to make a point, all you've got to do is go get a big old sheet, or you can get some huge cardboard pieces, put it together. Get you a big old black can of spray paint and 
you can, you know, uh, any kind of black spray paint will do. Uh-huh. Uh, or you can use a bottle of black shoe polish, uh, the liquid kind with a sponge on the end. And what do that you do with that? Makes, yeah, that makes really good letters, straight letters. What, what are you going to write with it? Well, you can write Bush Cheney Crimes, and then you put something that, you know, then you put your website that you're just supporting, whatever issue it is with the government. You can put Google, whatever. And and or, you're, you're gonna you're calling that an uprising? Someone's well, standing no, no. The... I'm just saying it's, this is a way to make a point. But also, you can put something like, "Dear America, we lied, broke the law, and violated the Constitution." And then sign President Bush's name to it, and then put up under that, Google, whatever. And what you do is you go over an overpass somewhere like in Houston or mm-hmm. a big city like L.A. or Atlanta, and you hang that over a bridge uh, over the overpass, and when all these cars are getting off work at 5 p.m., they read that sign that says, Dear America, we lied, broke the law, and violated the Constitution, President Bush. And then you have your website there, and you put, you know, like Google search renegade movement, for instance. And... Uh, Basically, I, I that's think it's a, a good idea. I think it's a good idea. What what it worries me about it is that um, is that they might just assume it's a Democrat sign because uh, you know it's anti-Bush, and I yeah. I wouldn't want to support the Democrats in that. But but certainly people could make uh, these big impromptu billboards. Well, I remember one that, I, I remember one that said, uh, "Where's the smoking gun?" Right after we had invaded Iraq. There you go. More coming up. You take control. Thanks for the call, Jeff. More on the way. I'm all in favor of communication. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Uh, And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for as little as 3 bucks a month. That money will help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations across the country and also get more Internet listeners on board, thereby exposing more new people to the message of freedom and liberty. And that's a good thing. So if you agree with that and want to get some perks like access to the brand new toll-free AMP-only call-in lines, as well as the AMP-only chat room forum and more, get all the details at amp.freetalklive.com. If you're uh, remodeling or building new like I am, you should uh, take a look at innerknobs.com. They uh, they support the show. They big believers in liberty and they uh, have wholesale prices on knobs and poles and bath accessories and all those things and I can tell you uh, it's an exhaustive amount of <laughs> different selections there. My wife is uh, still culling through as to what type of fabulous poles we'll have in our house. Um and uh don't forget the uh, fancy faucets. Yeah, it's internobs.com. They uh, they sponsor Free Talk Live. I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S dot com. Oh, you get 10% off too, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, ten, you use code FTL and uh, save 10%. I mean, it's great that they love liberty and support Free Talk Live, but the 10%, that's what's going to get people through the door. That's you. All right. At least, yes, you're right. It would, it would get on, me through the door. Some people buy on principle, my friend. <laughs> All right, 800-259-9231, continuing with your calls. Let's go to TSA George in D.C. on the amp line. Hello, TSA George. Hey, guys. What's up? Long time no yelling. What's, What's on, on your mind, sir? Yeah, I wanted to. Uh, I was listening to a show a couple of nights ago of you guys, and you were talking about, and some guy called in talking about the heart thing, and you were, like, asking, why did they turn it on yet? You know, they get, got to seem to use mind control. Why haven't they turned it on? Oh, the, the, oh, the, the harp. 
Harp, yeah, yeah, the, the conspiracy now, crackpots were... Before you jump down my throat, but if it really does control everyone's mind, all, all of humanity, then the reason they haven't turned it on is because they haven't found, you know, a way to do it where they're not affected. <laughs> they, they don't have a lead room or something? <laughs> yeah, but then it's like, they don't want to live in that lead room for the rest of their lives, you know. Saying, I thought, and, uh, I thought if you took a tinfoil hat and folded into a special kind of... to leave it, and then the second they do that, everyone's like, what the hell just happened? Oh, my God. <laughs> they'd be going, you know... Hog wild with that. So I figured if you took a, a way to George, a George, I figured if you took a tinfoil hat and you folded it up in a special shape that you'd be able to keep the heart rays out. Yeah, you know, it's been tried before on signs and it didn't work. Now. Not working, huh? <laughs> oh, they tried it on TV. Wait, it was signs. Yeah, that the, movie Signs. Remember that? Where oh, they, it's a it, movie. Those guys are actually wearing that when the. You know, that M. Night Shyamalan movie? I missed that one, I'm I'm afraid. Uh, sorry about that. That's one with uh, uh, yeah, yeah, with yeah, Mel Gibson? People wearing tinfoil hats. That was actually hilarious. Okay. What else did you call in anyway, about, George? Anyway, yeah, I kind of got into trouble at work last week here. How's that? Oh, my God. Um, basically, you know that queue uh, where you're standing in line waiting to go to security, but you're not quite there yet, and then you come up to someone like me who's asking for the papers, please, and all that stuff? Right. Uh, anyway, um, as I, I get, as I, my team goes to um, lunch, they're closing the checkpoint. I'm asking, hey, who's going to tap me out so I can go with my team? Look, like, we'll look into that. Don't look into that. Wait five minutes past. My team's already gone to lunch. And so I'm like, oh, crap. Well, um, I noticed there were three other um, points to end, um, other people along the whole queue the, at the terminal doing mm-hmm. the same, um, you know, Asking for passengers for papers and the rush, the rush is gone. There's almost no, there's no one coming through anymore. So I actually took the initiative to close it myself. Now, mind you, this is before security. Before you go through security, I rope everything off and mm-hmm. like the, the, and tell the um, passengers, all right, go to this next these next couple of guys. Like I said, it's dead. It's lunchtime. So you were trying to get I out there. That, you're trying to uh, close things down to get to lunch, right? Yeah, George yeah. isn't the kind of guy yeah. that likes to miss lunch. Just my little station, there were three other, you know, openings, so it's not like, you know, passengers are going to be held waiting. Right. Anyway, I get back from lunch, they call me into the office, and they give me an earful about that. Like, there could have been, uh, someone could have snuck through and um, bought a bomb on the plane. I'm like, whoa, whoa wait a minute. Wouldn't that mean that someone would, um, at the metal detector or the x-ray would have had to fail in, that, in catching that thing? In the first place, like, That's what it would mean, yeah, because you were before that. I permission. I'm like, well, what? I'm like, well, I did, and no one got back to me. And they, they were like, well, you're, spo- you're supposed to just, George, you're supposed to stand there and starve, see? You don't understand. George's yeah, not going to starve. Exactly. And I was like, I told him, I was like, but, and I was like first off, what I did was not a danger to security, and, and, and we both know that. So, quit trying so are to, you going to be disciplined, you know, or do they just chew you out? They chewed me out, and then they, on top of that, wrote me up and said, this is going to review, which could result in a formal reprimand up to termination. I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a second here. You, you, you think you need to fire me over this? And like, three cops can shoot a guy right before his wedding day. They still get to keep their job. Yeah, I think they're just um, talking. George, I think they're just talking big, man. 
I wouldn't be this too. This will go down on your permanent record. Yeah, I, I think they're just talking big. You're not going to get fired over this. I'm sure much worse transgressions have occurred. Thanks for the call tonight, dude. We appreciate it, man. Anyone within the sound of my voice knows German? Can you say how? Show me your papers in German so I can, you know, memorize that on the air and keep repeating that. Just go to Google and type it in. They have a translator. Do they have that at Google? The translator now. Yeah, but yeah, in written thing, but not, for, not not in verbal. Yeah, it's not, not, and the translators aren't always perfect either. It's they just, just translate papers, please. Papers, please. That's yeah. what you want, George. I know it's papers in German or something like that. Or well, then, much, bitte. But, <laughs> bitte. Yeah, bitte. And I, I just, for the hell of it, I want to know how to say that. There German, you go. Yeah, well, maybe someone will call in to help you understand. George, thanks for the call, man. 800-259-9231. Bring up anything we go to Robert. No, we don't go to Robert. We go to Mac in Georgia on the amp line. Hello, Mac. Mac, going once. Mac, going twice. Let's try Dave in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Dave. Dave, going once. Going twice. Let's try Ron in Florida. Ron, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, fellas. Hello. Hey. <laughs> yes, this is Ron. This is uh, Ron Paul. <laughs> Ron Paul calling from Florida. Yes, uh, I'm a congressman and I'm running for president. Excellent, sir. You know who I am? You know, you, you, I know who you are. I think yeah, I know who you is. are. You sound a lot like Jorge from Florida. What? No, this is uh, the, the Ron Paul. No, this is Ron Paul, huh? Yeah. It, it, that Texas accent seems to have changed a little bit. Yeah, uh, uh, all right, so you, you found me out. <laughs> are you yeah, listening? Yeah, like some kind of a phone tracking device there. Yeah, well, no, I just figured you were listening to us on your radio no, box. No, he can't listen on his radio box because we're not on the radio hey. down there yet. Yeah, well, we're on in Tampa. Not yet. Yes, we we're are. We're on in Bradenton. Well, whatever. Sometimes during the yeah, day. I still have my radio box. I have the uh, internet and I have a time machine and I got all kinds of cool things. <laughs> So, Jorge, what is uh, what is going on in your life these days? Well, I've been building a time machine lately, but uh, that's about it. How does that work, exactly? Uh, do you want me to uh, tell you it? Well, sell it? I, I want, yes. I, I want, want you to tell me, where have you gone in time? I've gone to the dinosaurs, uh, to the Vikings. Were the dinosaurs friendly? Yes. Oh, they were. That's good news. So what are, what are some of the highlights of your, uh, of your trip? Well, Ian, why don't we uh, go back in time together? I don't know <laughs> if I try, quite trust you. Oh, come on, Ian. So, dinosaurs don't like trip. Mexican food? Where would you want to take me if uh, if you uh, were going to go... Would you like to, where would you like to go, Ian? I'd, well, you're my tour guide. I mean, you've actually been back hey, there. You're the s- guest. I, I will let you uh, pick where you want to go. Where would you like to go? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really okay. care that much about anyway. the past. I'm more interested in the future and uh, the now and focusing on... Yeah, yeah. Growing things and getting free talk live on more stations rather than going back and investigating the olden days. But if you wanted to take me somewhere, I might go. I don't know. You'd have to convince me that the thing actually worked and wouldn't just destroy me. Like, I'd have to see you do it first. Like, you'd have to go in the time machine, disappear, and then come back, and you'd have to be okay. And then I'd, you know, I'd really seriously consider it. How long did it take you to build this thing? About five minutes. Nice. <laughs> nice. About Where did I'm you get... to fire it up right now. Hold on. Go ahead. Yeah. Machine. Yeah, okay. This is uh, Jorge in Florida. It sounds like you hung up the phone He's on a you. Former... <laughs> that does <laughs> sound like a time machine. Yes, I need the dinosaurs. Awesome. Hey, Ian, Ian. Yes. Do you like my time machine? I love it. I actually have one upstairs. <laughs> Thanks for the call, right, man. Appreciate it, man. God. I'll probably be doing some time traveling tonight. That guy's crazy. (laughs) 1-800-259-9231. Now, for those of you that are new to the program, 
And when I say new, I mean new within the last four or five years. <laughs> He's been listening for, a, I guess it's been about four years. He's been listening for a while. He was uh, one of our radio listeners way back in the day uh, when we were just a local show in Florida. So nice to nice to hear from some of the old callers occasionally. It always warms my heart when they call in, especially especially Jorge, because he's one of the better um, extemporaneous crank callers. Mm-hmm. Because you can you can ask him all kinds of questions and he'll come up with answers on the spot, even though he hasn't planned much of it yeah. out. He can just come up with stuff. Oh, great, about five meanings. Great, the best, uh, yeah, the best uh, character callers are the best improvisers, and he's one of them. More coming up. Hour three's on the way. You bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. The cynic says, I started losing my hair, and there was nothing I could do. I wore a baseball cap because I was self-conscious. The believer says, I started using Abacore two months ago, and already I'm regrowing my own hair. My bald spot is going. No caps for me. Are you a cynic? Avacor's formula is FDA-approved to regrow your own hair in as little as two months. Avacor's topical formula contains the only ingredient approved by the FDA to regrow hair without risk of sexual side effect. Call right now and ask about getting a free month supply of Avacor and receive Boost just for trying Avacor. Boost can make your hair visibly thicker with its first application. Call 1-800-451-8920. That's 1-800-451-8920. This is a limited time offer, so call now. Call 1-800-451-8920. 1-800-451-8920. Or log on to avacorradio.com. This is Free Talk Live, and we're launching into hour number three of the show. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. Right back into your phone calls. We try again for Mac in Georgia on the amp line. Hello, Mac. How's it going, guys? Hey, what's, what's on happening? your mind tonight, sir? I um, just want to give an update on a story that I gave, I think, a couple months ago. Cool. All right. What's going on? I just want to recap um, about this officer. Last name type of how I can from the Savannah Metro Police Department. He was charged with involuntary manslaughter after he was chasing a probationer and they got to a scuffle in the back alley and then the officer ended up shooting him, killing him. Wow. Yeah, this so wait, this in, was between two cops? It was between a cop and a probation officer? No, it was between a cop and a probationer. They was trying to arrest him. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Now, when you and say a ran. scuffle, was he an arm? Was it an armed scuffle? Um, they're saying basically, rumor has it basically that officer guys. Can I say ass on on air? <laughs> can he say what? Yeah. Can Whatever. I say ass on air? Yes, yeah. you and you did. So go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> basically, got beat, and yeah. the officer officer shot shot him, killed him. Okay. That's what that's what rumor saying. But um, he's been on administrative leave since last year May. He's been indicted, but the police department is still investigating, and he decided to. Um, resign. To what? Resign. He, okay. He, he resigned. Okay. He resigned um, effective today. Okay. Well, it's uh, it sounds to me like he was asked to resign, and uh, it's one of these uh, instances where, well, thank goodness things turned out the way they should have. Yeah, so, it's so thing. rare that it, things turn out the way they should with the government system. One more thing. Yes, sir. Um, read another story on officer.com. I posted it up on the BBS about this one officer from Chicago 
was fired. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a funny story when I was reading, but um, he was fired a couple of days ago. What happened was that he was getting evicted from his house back in 2005. The sheriff's department in this area came to evict him, and he said he was a police officer. Mm-hmm. And you know, my ID's in the room, so he, they went, the sheriff's deputy went to his bedroom with him, and they found a bag of parking tickets and baggies and used baggies and um. Ten full packages that had cocaine residue in. Uh oh. Yeah. And this was so, a cop in Chicago, you said? Doesn't sound like a very smart cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. What's new? Cops stealing drugs. What a shock. Hey, Matt, great call. Thank you as always, sir. 800 259 9231. We continue here. Your calls about anything go. We talked to Dave in Montana, giving him another try. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Dave, what's on your mind, sir? Can you hear me now? I can hear gotcha. you now. What's up? Yeah. Hey, while we live, let us live, man. That's what I say. And uh, that lady that got arrested for grass, see, we're, we're, we're witnessing the new brown shirt, but it's the green shirt. This whole new green movement <laughs> is like the new Nazi movement, and the new Jew is the illegal alien. Let me explain. The green, we're going to make everything green again. The Nazis, the first thing they said, we're going to save the fatherland. See, now you got all them people blindly following, yeah, 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 let's save the world, the green movement, save the land. Then you got all these people that are all upset about the illegals, they're want to put them in camps. They're blaming everything on the illegal. They're eating up all our welfare, blah, 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 blah. They're crying and pissing and moaning everywhere. Mm. They sound just like the Germans pointing the finger at the Jews. And these green Nazi bastards are taking away our rights left and right for drilling for oil, building houses. They got us costing us five grand just to think about building a house. Yeah. You got to go talk to somebody that got to grant you the permission. Yeah. But, five grand is cheap for thinking about building a house, really. <laughs> I know. It is. I mean, I, I spent it's, five it's grand ridiculous. to think about We got to take these green bastards and, and we put them in their shackles in the middle of the town. We throw rotten tomatoes <laughs> at them or something. I don't know. It's, it's getting to the point where... We are more Nazi than the Nazis, and we're doing it with a smile and saying it's for your freedom. And, and they got us chained to the peg of freedom in the backyard like your dog. That's what it is. That's that's how I feel. You are it. on it tonight, Dave. I thank, think he's right. Thank you, as always. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for the not, call. And, and if it's not about the uh, preserving the uh, environment, it's about preserving our home values. Because, you know, that's what zoning is all about, is putting everything in its proper place and making sure that, uh, well, you know, you, you don't build, you don't build a, a pig farmer doesn't open up shop right next door to your house. As though a pig farmer would open up shop next door to a suburban house. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's not necessarily something that, 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 for instance, he referenced the woman in Utah who was arrested. The elderly woman was arrested for some sort of yard violation. That's not necessarily the environmental movement as much as it is just simply control freaks that have decided their utopian vision for everyone's property and that if you don't adhere to their utopian vision, then you'll get in trouble. I don't know if that's particularly an environmental issue as much as it is simply 
a sicko, just a someone who wants to control the action. Sociopath. Yeah, and, and property of others. That's really what the issue is. But Dave's definitely on track when he's talking about the history of tyranny and looking uh these examples that he gave. Hitler had certain scapegoats. The Jews, and it wasn't just the Jews that he went after, by the way, but uh, had certain scapegoats, just as there are scapegoats today. The scapegoats are used as an excuse to increase the size and the scope and the strength of government, and it has happened time and time again. Exactly as you said earlier tonight, Mark, that you look at history to see what's going to happen in the future unless you do something about it, right? And here it is happening again. Now they're going after immigrants. I've I've had a story about immigration sitting in my prep pile for a couple days, and it's pretty outrageous. Uh, I hope we have a chance to get to it. But the immigrants are the scapegoat. They're what everyone who is – well, I, I can't say everyone. Lots of these so-called conservatives, and I'm sure there's even plenty of liberals that think immigrants are bad. But these people, they're blaming them for all sorts of problems. They're blaming the immigrants for just pretty much anything. And it's not the immigrants' fault that – there's a faltering economy in America. That's probably one of the big ones. There, there are actually um, studies that show that they're propping it up. It's a great point. Remember, they eat. They have, a, have to have a place to sleep. They drive vehicles or uh, travel in vehicles, if nothing else. They buy things. They um, Even when they, if they're sending money home to Mexico, they're using Western Union and services like that. Yeah. So they're they're pay, you know they are uh, using our services here. But it's a classic example of government distracting the people from the real issue. The issue isn't whether people should be able to come to America and live life. The issue is government. The issue is government welfare programs. The issue is redistribution of wealth at the threat of violence. That's what the issue is. The issue is the government itself, not who can come and go from America. That's not the. That's not it at all. That's just a distraction. They're trying to prevent you from seeing the truth and seeing what the real issues are. And I, and I think Dave's right on on that one. So one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Bring up anything. Uh, here's the latest, by the way. Speaking of the police state, stories out of the Evening Standard in the United Kingdom. This is London.co.uk reporting. The police are to use hundreds, hundreds of airport-style and handheld weapon detectors in the crackdown on... What are they cracking down on? Uh, what are they looking for? Let's see. This is the UK. Kitchen knives. Yep. Knife crime. Teams of 15 officers will be deployed across the 10 boroughs in London that have recorded the most knife crime. Assistant Commissioner Tim Godwin, head of, ter- uh, head of territorial policing in the capital, said officers would be deployed in areas blighted by stabbings to stop and search teenagers suspected of carrying weapons. Police admit the in-your-face policing is expected to raise community tensions in some areas, but they say they're getting significant support from communities desperate for them to crack down on the problem. Officers will use contentious Section 60 powers to enforce effective no-go areas for people carrying knives. The powers enable officers to stop people and search them without the need to have reasonable suspicion that they're engaged in wrongdoing. So... They used to have to have reasonable suspicion, which isn't even as high of a requirement that they have here in America. Here it's probable cause, as I understand it, to, to search somebody. Now they don't even need reasonable suspicion in the U.K. Now it's... Turn around, son. We're patting you down. You're a teenager. I'm a cop. We can do whatever we want. But there's more about this coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, Sickle CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and those features include the live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version, both free for you, freetalklive.com. Is another fad diet really the answer to losing those extra pounds? Working out and eating right, no longer working to help you lose weight? If you can relate to that, read the story of a doctor who lost 37 pounds in one month and has kept it off. See those, see the actual before and after pictures and read his story at notfatanymore.com. You can get off that fad diet roller coaster forever. Check out notfatanymore.com. 800-259-9231. Now then, we've been following the progress, or I guess regress, would that be the right word, of the police state? here in America and around the world, specifically in the U.K. and from time to time in Australia, just because it's easy to read the news reports from countries where you can read the language. And uh, we've seen just a consistent increase in, the again, the size and the scope and the intrusiveness of the police states. What we've also seen is that they borrow ideas from one another, where, wherein if uh, one police state decides to put up cameras, others will put up cameras. If one police state decides to give their officers, their law enforcement officers, uh, rifles, automatic rifles, then more police states will give theirs automatic don't rifles. Don't forget the uh, urban tank things that they drive. I have a, uh, By the way, I have another story we'll probably never get to, but just in, that, the, in the category of police being really armed up, first it was New York City that gave their cops rifles. Now Chicago, we did a story on them a few weeks back, they're giving their cops uh, rifles. This is all being bought usually with Homeland Security money, federal yeah. money. Now Washington, D.C. is the latest of the American cities to add gun, uh, automatic rifle-toting cops to their list of expenses. So they're adding that now, too. So yeah. as I say, these, these ideas, they spread. These bad ideas, these tyrannical ideas spread. And it's really kind of easy to predict uh, what's going to happen because, as you said before, Look at history. You know, it all moves in the same direction, and that is toward more, 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 more control, more checkpoints. And I suggested on this show a while back that eventually you were going to see this sort of third world level security screenings that we see in the United States airports, uh, ports. You'll see them expanding out. I suggested that, and then we verified that. After the TSA decided to start searching people on the streets of Indianapolis at bus stops, certain bus stops, they didn't do all the bus stops, but they did have federal TSA agents out at Indianapolis city bus stops at one point. I believe it was at some point last year. Never heard anything else after that. So it's not like it turned into a huge program, but, you know, they like to get their feet wet a little bit. They, they like to, to test the waters and see what the public response is going to be. They'll never crank up the security state all at once. It always has to come incrementally. It has to come slowly. And so here's more evidence of what we might be seeing at some point here in America coming right out of the U.K., and that is that the airport uh, scanners are now going to be used outside of airports. These The the picture here from the Evening Standard in the U.K. shows police using a scanning machine at a tube station. So they now have scanning machines. This, You know, the things you walk through and beep, they beep, just like in the airport. Right, uh, on a subway. Yeah, at a subway. Now, are they going to fly that subway into a building and kill a bunch of innocent people? That's not possible. Nope, doesn't seem likely. 
So, uh, so they're bringing them out there, and the program here that they're proposing is that teams of 15 officers will be deployed throughout London in areas that allegedly have a lot of knife crime, where cops will be able to stop and search teenagers. Apparently, adults don't do things with knives, I guess, in Britain. Uh, so they'll be targeting teenagers, and according to this, they'll be able to use their new Section 60 powers to enforce the no-go areas for people carrying knives. Uh, the powers enable officers to stop people and search them without the need to have reasonable suspicion they're engaged in wrongdoing. There's been criticism of the powers because research has found it hits black communities disproportionately. <gasps> really? There's racist cops over there in uh, Great Britain, well, too. Well, you How know, it's that? just easier to profile. Stop and search has been strongly criticized in the past, but police say there's now more support for the action, provided it's done with sensitivity. One of the bureaucrats, Mr. Godwin, said community groups across London are being consulted. He added, there are victims in all our communities, and law-abiding citizens from all walks of life actually want us to stop this problem. There will always be some who take issue with it, but we have to justify what we're doing by driving down the number of stabbings we're getting in London. Our objective is not about harassing anybody. It's about making everybody as safe as we possibly can. It always is. Now, you know, that's a nice idea. Safety's a fine idea. I want to live a life and be safe throughout it. And It's not a straw be... man, because you can't have safety. The government cannot create safety. No, it, the government can't create safety. You're right. But you can have safety. I mean, we're safe here right now I mean, until someone decides to do something right, about it. Right. There you go. Until someone decides to do something about right. it. So, so safety. safety is a straw man. You, you can't... Nothing can create it. Um, the government doesn't do a good job at it anyway. I don't know how it is there in their little tube stations. But are you telling me that uh, people don't congregate to the level that they do in uh, subways elsewhere? Because... And by the way, this isn't what just is subways. A, a knife going to do? This isn't just subways, oh, if I, I didn't was... make that clear. I, that was just one example of how they've taken the actual machinery from the airports and installed it in other places. Mm-hmm. They're talking about cops shaking, on the, shaking people down any place they want. Yeah, on the streets in allegedly high knife crime areas and with the, with the ability to just search anyone they want to and they have metal detecting wands and they have the same equipment the people in the airport are are using essentially and bigger police powers bigger police state all happening right in front of your eyes and it goes back to what we were talking about earlier that how much of this do you have to see before you decide to do something about it because the longer you wait the more the security grid is going to be put into place the more of uh, the more checkpoints you're going to see, the more cops roam in the streets with these arbitrary powers that they have over in Great Britain. You think it can't happen here? They already have internal checkpoints in America. They already have them. Mm. They're just on the roads. So th- it's just the next step to give cops a wand and set them in teams of fifteen. Th- that's like a that's a squad. That's like a gang of people walking down the street. Now, I don't know if they're all going to walk together, but that's a that's a pretty intimidating gang. Fifteen people walking around being able to just do what they want to you. And what do you do if you get searched? They find something that uh, they weren't looking for. I mean, they claim they're looking for knives. But what if they find a bag of marijuana? Is that going to be uh, inadmissible as evidence? I doubt that very yeah, seriously. Seems very unlikely. I don't know um, how it is over there, though. I mean, their, well, their drug laws do seem to be different. How it is over there is that it's A-OK now for the cops to search anybody. on They don't even need reasonable suspicion. So you look funny. They don't like you. Whatever the reason is, they just feel like searching everybody that walks past them. Totally arbitrary. Mm. 
So this is what's happening, and you can look for it to happen here soon. Because as I said, they like to trade these ideas. There's a little more to the story, though. Again, they just want to make everybody safe, Mark. Now, hmm, would people be safer if they hadn't had their guns taken away from them in Great Britain? Of course they would. They'd have guns. They'd be able to protect themselves. Will the government ever, no matter how much police state they put in place, will they ever be able to make people safe? Well, no. You, no. It, it, safety is a straw man, as I've said. Right. It, it's impossible. No ma- no amount of police presence will ever truly make everybody safe. First of all, you can't have that many cops to keep an eye on everybody. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. What about the cost? Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. Bring up whatever you want. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can join us on our website. You can uh, join all the fun over at uh, the updates list. Excuse me, the... There's no fun at the updates list. My bad. My bad. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. You'll get informed about Free Talk Live, whatever you need to know about what's happening with the show. Okay? Go to updates.freetalklive.com. So the police state uh, expansion continues. The news is out of Great Britain where 15-man teams of cops will be roaming the streets in 10 separate areas of London. And they'll be looking for you, at least if you look suspicious. Actually, they don't even need suspicion anymore. According to the the Section 60 powers, the cops can now just stop anybody they want to if they believe they are possibly involved in a knife crime. So that just, there's no evidence required. There's no reasonable suspicion. There's no process. It's just arbitrary police authority that they have now. And that's not going to go away. These powers aren't going to be repealed next year after they decide, well, that's it, we've crushed terrorism. Right, they, they so, just, once they decide that they've got new powers, they've got those powers. Right, and the, the terrorist threat is never going to go away, because no. unlike the communists, you, there's, right. no, there's country. no country to fall. Right. The terrorists will always be with us. They may change their religion, they may change their motive, they may look different, but we will always have the terrorists. They will always be attacking from here on out. Uh, we may very well have other enemies like the illegal immigrants or even the legal immigrants, or they may pick another country, but those are the not terrorists, enemies, by the way, will always be with us. You mean the the state has certain enemies? Those are not our enemies. They we would, like immigrants. I, I, I I'm, I'm, you know, just pitching it as the state would yes. pitch it. Oh, I see. Gotcha. So, want to hear your thoughts on this at 800-259-9231, whether you're here in uh, America or in the UK, or maybe you're somewhere else and you're seeing the police state expand where you are. Again, as I predicted, the uh, the airport-style security state has expanded out from the airports in both the UK now in a major way and a little bit here in America. All they need is an excuse, and, and, and really, they don't even need an excuse. They don't even need an excuse. Well, over in Britain, it's knives. It's not even terrorism. It's somebody, you know, a teenager with a knife. That's the excuse to give the police arbitrary search powers. Hmm. They don't even need scary terrorists. One stabbing's all they need to uh, to claim this sort of power. So pay attention, because it's coming to a 
town near you. 800-259-9231. We continue here. And speaking of immigrants, I don't know if we'll get to that. Also, coming up, a polygamist update, if we get a chance. I want to hear that. Uh, we first go to Todd in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live, Todd. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? What's on your mind, Todd? Um, it's kind of funny that, uh, that you guys are talking about the police state and security and whatnot, because I'm a podcast listener, so I had no idea what was going to be going on tonight, but I, I just wanted to call in this evening and talk about a conversation I had with a police officer the other night that was basically the same exact thing. Okay. And, uh, fortunately, it wasn't, it was not an arrest situation. I, uh, work in an ER and they, they frequently come in and he overheard a conversation I was having with the, one of my assistants about, uh, liberty and he was very interested in it. And, uh, so we, we got off, uh, off topic a little bit and started talking and, um, you know, I was bringing up things about the uh, the Patriot Act and uh, security and snooping and whatnot. He's like, well, you know, if you have nothing to hide, what are you afraid about? <laughs> and it just kind of, you know, blossomed from there. Yeah, well, um, I, I think that, uh, well, for one thing, there's all kinds of stuff that you're there. The government is terrible about holding information. Um, if you have nothing to hide you damn sure still don't want to give the government your information because they're bad at it. They lose it all the time. What happens if the government loses your information and then uh, an identity thief comes along and gets it? Who gets hurt? The government? No. You do. Right, and then the the conversation just kept going on, you know, with with that same thing. You know, what are you hiding? I said, that's not the point. You know, you need due process. It's the Fourth Amendment. And I was surprised he actually was familiar with the Fourth Amendment, which Hmm. is an impressive step. But then, you know, the conversation continues, and... He brings up an issue and just starts going on about politics and how, in the same breath, he says, you know, I, I can't trust those guys. I, I don't trust them as far as I can throw them. So wait a minute. These are the same people that you're trusting to hold your information, and they're not going to snoop on you unless you've got something to hide. And these are the people that are that are keeping you safe. I mean, he tried to bring up that one, too. It just got very frustrating, and granted, I didn't want to antagonize him too much. Sure. It was just kind of a no-win argument with him. Well, you know, what can you do? You, you you can't win with everybody, and you shouldn't really be arguing with people anyway, because it's very rare that you'll win an argument with anyone. Usually when you're arguing, uh, the other side digs into their position, and they defend it vehemently while you defend your position, and then when everything's said and done, you're upset at one another, and you go your separate ways. So arguing usually isn't too uh effective persuasion is a little bit more effective but even so you, uh, while i recommend persuasion you can, still cannot expect to persuade everyone that you meet that liberty is a great idea but man it's frustrating coming up against that police state mentality well what have you got to hide well maybe nothing now but that still doesn't mean that privacy is not important to me privacy is very important because what if eventually they do give me something that i need to hide what if they outlaw something that i like uh, cigarettes, alcohol, you know, whatever it might be. What if they they outlaw something that I like and I do need to hide those things? Well, then he'll, you know, then is he going to side? I mean, how many laws can they pass that he'll agree with? Will, will there ever be a law that, that they'll pass that he'll say, yeah, I agree with you, you should be able to hide that? No. Probably not. Because people with the police state mentality... You know, the law is the law. The law is the, is the supreme being. The law is what they worship. And it's funny, too, because if he doesn't like politicians, why is he a cop? They're the ones that are writing all the stupid laws he's out there enforcing. Yeah. Well, he, he brought that up because I was mentioning the Patriot Act. He's like, well, what specifically don't you like? And I was just, you know, rattling off things. I mentioned Department of Homeland Security. He said, wait a minute, I fall under the Department of Homeland Security. Do you not like me? Well, you know, some of the, the powers that are authorized with that are unconstitutional. He said, again, you know, why do you care? They're, they're protecting you. They're keeping you safe. And, no, uh, they're not. You know, that, and 
debating over uh, one department is also, I, I think, a distraction. We were talking about distractions earlier on the show. Uh, the issue is the existence of the federal government. That's the real issue. That's what the danger is. That's You're not safe from them. You're not safe from them coming and auditing you. You're not safe from them coming and stealing your property from you like they did to Ed and Elaine Brown. You're not safe from that. So you're not safe at all, as yeah, a matter of what fact. What happens if, uh, if, if, you know, when they're looking for their little information, popping around, doing their sneak and peeks and things like that, they decide that, uh, you know, you've got... Uh, there's a problem. There might be a problem with your taxes, and they audit you. Can you do you know what this is like to be audited? It's so awful. It tears people's lives apart for months. Yeah, and you're not safe from that. So I, at all times, am in you know jeopardy from those people who call themselves federal government agents. I'm in uh, you know still in jeopardy from state government agents, but I'm certainly most concerned with the feds because they're far more separated from me and therefore more dangerous, therefore less accountable. That's what I want to be kept safe from. Are you keeping me safe from the federal government, officer? <laughs> Thanks for the call tonight, dude. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That's what I want to be. I'm not concerned with cr- common street criminals. Here in New Hampshire, we don't have a problem with that. Yeah, sure, there's occasional fight or whatever over by the college, some drunk kids battling it out over a girl at a party or something like that. But beyond that, beyond the occasional stabbing or whatever, there's not too much crime to be concerned with up here in New Hampshire. Why? Well, it's because here in New Hampshire, and like in Vermont and Alaska, the gun laws are relatively lax, meaning that individuals can carry firearms if they would like. You can even carry firearms openly here in New Hampshire, and you don't even have to have a government permission slip to do it. No, but so, you do have to have one to uh, carry it concealed. And, and you know, fact is, career criminals, the criminals that are worth their salt, they research their marks. They research their victims. And you're not going to want to go into a neighborhood where you know a bunch of people own guns. You want to go to the neighborhood where nobody owns guns. And the owning of, and a bunch of people owning guns in a neighborhood just simply makes that uh, uh, you know that that neighborhood safer. It so, just does. So I'm sorry. It's not the. It's not necessarily the police that are keeping individuals safe. Certainly, there are instances of the police actually helping keep people safe. There's no doubt about it. But on the federal level, not at all. The federal police forces are doing jack squat to keep me safe, and I don't want them to do anything. I'm fine as is. I don't want their services. I don't want state cops working for the feds. I don't want local cops working for the feds either. I have no use for the federal government. More coming up. You take control. Bring up anything, even in these remaining moments. We'll try to get you an update on the polygamous situation. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything, even in these remaining moments, just enough time for your call. If you make it now at 1-800-259-9231, that is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like to uh, like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then we'd like you to shop with us at the Free Talk Live store. Just go to store.freetalklive.com, order all kinds of great Free Talk Live branded merchandise, from T-shirts to hats to hoodies and more. You'll find it all at store.freetalklive.com. And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festivals, better known as Porkfest, is happening June 9th through the 15th at Porkfest. 
You'll be able to discover the outdoor and recreational adventures that New Hampshire has to offer, as well as meet hundreds of individuals who, just like you, cherish liberty and are living the goal of liberty in our lifetime. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at Porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Looking forward to seeing many of our listeners out there, hopefully you, at Porkfest, because we're going to be broadcasting live for three full nights. It's going to be a good time. It is going to be a fun fun time. Now, you're going to be out there camping, right, Mark? You're going to be camping this I'm year. I'm going to have a tent. We were in a hotel room last time, and I'm still going to be in a hotel room. Yeah, I just room. don't want that drive. Um, I want to be there with the action. It seemed like it was really great. I managed to secure the hotel that's actually really close to the to the campground this time out. Yeah. So it's not much of a drive. I'd rather be um, there on site. I, I like to camp. Uh, I, I haven't camped in, in quite a long time, but uh, Julia likes the comforts of a hotel room, and, well... That's where I'm going to go, gotcha. wherever she goes. So, 800-259-9231. We continue here. You bring up anything. Uh, all right. So, here's the story. The polygamist update from Fox New. Actually, excuse me, not Fox. Associated Press, as reported by Fox. San Antonio, Texas child welfare officials conceded Tuesday that a newborn's mother held in foster care as a minor after being removed from a polygamist sect's ranch is an adult. A Child Protective Services attorney told State District Judge Barbara Walther that the mother of a boy born on April 29th is not a minor, as CPS had claimed as justification for holding her. The woman had been held along with more than 400 children taken last month from a West Texas ranch run by the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. State officials say the children were endangered by underage and polygamous spiritual marriages. Now, we've talked about this particular issue, I think, to death on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, it's their business, what they want to do. Nobody was hurt. Nobody, I mean, no, there are, there's not even an accuser here. They, they, they went in on an allegation. What caused them to go and take these 400 kids was they made, there was an alleged phone call where someone alleged that something there was had a happened. real phone call where um uh, where a cranker basically uh, said that they they had been an abused girl there. Uh, yeah. They lied, but the kids are still gone. Yeah, they went in, they stole all those kids from their parents, and then they separated them slowly from their parents. At first, they were allowed, the mothers were allowed to accompany their children, and then they stripped the mother's access away from their kids. Well, because they were complaining. And they only allowed the mothers who were under the age of 18 to stay with their kids. And that was the last we'd heard of things. Uh, the, the, the court trials, of course, are going to take forever, just because it's bureaucracy, and you're talking about four hundred children that's a lot of cases yeah anyway so here's the latest the latest is that they've discovered that one of the people they kidnapped is actually a legal adult by their own little laws and so now they're finding out that some of the people that they've been detaining they shouldn't have been detaining now is anything going to happen as a result of this are the bureaucrats going to be punished for making a mistake no they're going to come out and they're going to say, well, how did we know? There are no birth certificates here. We don't know who's an adult and who's not. Yeah. So this is kind of an odd situation, isn't it? If you can't prove to the state they've stolen you, okay? Imagine that you're 17. Imagine that you're 18 and you've been stolen from your home where you've had a nice life. That It's the life you know. So it's to you, it's nice. The one you want. Uh, you've been stolen from your home by these scary people calling themselves government, and uh, they tell you that, uh, well, we're keeping you because you're underage. You're a child, but you know that you're 18. Unfortunately, you have no way of proving that. 
you have no way of you could tell them what your birthday is but they don't have any evidence of your birth. They don't have their government form, for instance. Yeah, and, and anything you tell them is just simply not going to be good enough. Right. For all they know, you're 16 and you're trying to get out into the world on your own. You're trying to get back to the compound. So they're going to keep you in their custody and they'll, until they're sure that you are as old as you claim to be. So somehow you have to prove to these bureaucrats what your age is in order for you to gain your freedom. If you are within that age grade, uh, don't know range. how that's going to happen. Otherwise, uh, until they figure out how old you are, they're just going to have to guess. Oh, he's starting to grow a beard. Maybe he's getting up in the age. I mean, how do you tell? <laughs> Carbon dating? It's, do- it's baffling. So here's a little more on the story. According to CPS spokesbureaucrat Marley Meisner, we were presented with credible evidence that this minor is, in fact, an adult. She declined to say what the evidence was or how old the woman actually is. According to FDLS records, the new mother, Pamela Jeffs, is 18. She was one of two pregnant sect members who state officials had said were minors. The other sect member who gave birth to a son on Monday also may be an adult, say the officials. But they're going to hold on to, uh, to her just in case. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Both mothers are with their babies who are in state custody. CPS has complained that sect members have uh, given different names and ages, confusing the identification process in one of the largest, most convoluted custody cases in U.S. history. Keep giving giving them false information. But FLDS spokesperson, I guess he's not a spokesperson, spokesman Rod Parker has accused the state of holding on to pregnant women and treating them as minors to ensure the state could take custody of the newborns who might otherwise be born outside of Texas. A call to Parker was not immediately returned Tuesday. Uh, That's an interesting speculation. So what they did was, he's alleging that the state went in, they confiscated everybody that looked under the age of, you know, 27 or something Mm. like that, called them all minors because they had no evidence, and then waited until they had their babies, snatched the babies from the mothers, and now they're saying, oh, looks like we've determined you're actually over the age of 18, so we don't need you anymore. We've got your baby, though. So It says here they're allowing this new mother to stay with her baby. It says both mothers are with their babies who are in state custody, but already... They've allowed the FLDS moms at one point to stay with their babies. Then they with, they rescinded that. Right. So how long is it going to be before this young lady is told, okay, we don't need you here I don't anymore, know. young I mean, lady? And, and, you know, what do you do in this circumstance? What do you do when the government's taking away your baby? And for no good reason. What did this woman do to have her child confiscated from her? Her she religion li- is different. Right. She lived in a particular area and had a particular religion. Most people that live in particular areas, you can make um, you know, blanket statements that they have a particular religion. So, you know, what's the difference between this and going into a neighborhood and confiscating all the children from a neighborhood? There's just, there's so little as Not far much. as I'm concerned. Not much. It's just so sad. And it's a great question, Mark, and we've asked it before, and there's never really been a good answer. What do you do if you see this happening, whether it's happening in your life or you see it happening to your neighbors? What do you do? I don't know what you would do with, uh, you know, in the neighbor's um, situation. I don't, you know, if it's happening to you. I... They're lucky. They are I, lucky. These I would FLDS try to keep them away from my kids as long as I possibly could and try to sneak the kids out and, and run them off to someplace safer. They, they are, the best thing I you would know, they're very do. fortunate. Well, they, they got the drop on them, though, you know. I mean, they came in with the, the military-style SWAT team tactics. Yeah, in this particular instance, there was nothing these people could do. Right. 
they didn't know it was coming. I mean, at this at this point, there <laughs> there's there's just nothing they can do. So you you know you would think, well, it's your kids. Maybe you should resort to violence. But is it going to get your kids back? No, probably not. Not if they already have them. That much is for sure. And if you if they if they come to take your kids and you shoot the cops, well, then you're on the run at that point, and your kids are on the run. What kind of a life is that? So. Either way, the life for your kids is going to suck, right? They're going to get taken and put into some state custody, possibly sent to a foster home where they might be molested. Or they get to be on the run with you trying to dodge the cops and, you know, moving from motel to motel. And then the, the going to get them again. I mean, going if they out, catch you. Yeah, going yeah. out in a blaze of glory isn't going to help your kids. Right. So we, do, we never advocate violent solutions the media on this is program. The best is the best solution, and these people don't really have the media on their side. Right. Exactly. Uh, so the other solution is to get together with people that are of like mind in the same place. Of course, the polygamists were together with people of like mind. That didn't help them. But as you say, they aren't really media savvy. Right. They They're don't not have doing their a own, very good PR campaign. They don't have their own radio They're show. They're appealing to the governor and the president to get them out of this. They're going to the government in order to get the government to leave yeah. them alone. And they're cooperating, too, which really I think is a, is a problem uh, because they're being ordered to have their DNA tested so the government people can fill out their forms and know who's the mother and the father of these kids. Because, if, you know, they, yeah, the government is about their forms. They're, so they're mandating the DNA test, which means that they'll be able to identify the fathers, which means that they'll be able to identify whether the fathers had sex prior to the age of consent, which means they'll be able to charge them with crimes. By these people being so helpful to the government bureaucrats, they're signing their own death warrants. Don't cooperate with these people and don't open the door for the police. It's been Ian here with you. And Mark. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 